Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! Blanket with my babies, where I'll be. Oh, baby. Welcome to the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast. We're just sitting here taking care of America's baby, President Biden. Baby Joe. We've already said before that he has to go, and you know, we do have to handle him like a baby, right? I have some inside information. It came from one Secret Service agent through another Secret Service agent through another Secret Service agent who is now retired, but he did serve four presidents, and I happen to know him. Yeah, did you know they get that guy all spooled up every single day so he can function, walk, talk, but it only works for so long, and then he has to be dripped down, distilled, into a workable, manageable form, has to be given his rest, all that good stuff. And um, it is quite an ordeal, quite a dilemma. And I would even venture to tell you that, remember that old uh, James Brown song? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. One James Brown. One ja- Jackson Brown. Yeah, Jackson Brown. He was buddies with the Eagles. He's like, yeah. She's probably somebody's only like, yeah, she must be somebody's baby. I'm going to tell you right now, I believe that President Biden was Barack Obama's baby. And before I tell you about one of our country's sacred cows, I'm going to tell you about the time I was sent up to Chicago And the subject of my repossession, company unnamed, personnel unnamed, was a big waste remover refuse company. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. They had garbage trucks, roll-offs, lots of Mac chassis platforms. And uh, yours truly, you've heard me talk about going up to... Chicago to go after Russians, Lithuanians, Bulgarians, eating deep dish pizza, good steaming hot dogs across from the Museum of Natural Science across from uh, Soldier Field in Lake Michigan. Oh, man, that's good stuff. But yeah, one time I went up there and this was a little bit of a different bird. And I was having a bit of trouble finding this equipment. Moreover, I was having a bit of trouble finding my actual debtor and or lessee. Man, he had quite a number of posh residences around the greater Chicago area. A lot of different business addresses too. But everything that I initially worked on 
was turning up dust. And I came to the conclusion with the bit of a network that I had built that his equipment was no longer in Greater Chicago, which was really odd because he had been given a sweetheart deal. Yes, indeed, a sweetheart deal. Now, I don't know if race had anything to do with it. This is and was an African-American gentleman. And we know that President Obama was supposedly the first African-American president, which is a little bit odd since we know that his mom, his mother, was Caucasian. And we know that his father was Indonesian. All right. We'll get back to that in a little bit, though. Now, this company and this gentleman, from what his competitors told me, and I had to build a network. Who did he used to compete against? Who vied for these same City of Chicago contracts? And why did this guy get them when, by all accounts, he performed miserably? Substandard performance. I mean, performance matrix should be your Bible. That should be the, the metric by which we, we uh, judge, standardize, look at things. Well, evidently, he just made a mess of his uh, given jurisdiction and the routes he was supposed to cover. Couldn't even ensure adequate coverage. But man, he had been given one hell of a deal. And I'm not going to even tell you the million dollars, the amount, because... Those contracts can be looked up, and you may know who I'm talking about. But his competitor said he actually had the ear of President Obama. My goodness. Guy in the waste business? He has the ear of President Obama. And here, Eric Helberg, yours truly, has to go up and repossess this guy? Well, guess what? I put together my puzzle. Excuse me. Lo and behold... Um, even though he was one of the president's golden boys, um, the city needed better trash capability. They fired him. But a phone call, this time it didn't come down from the president, and I don't know if the initial one did. But this time it went through Rahm Emanuel. Remember Rahm Emanuel? Yeah, he ended up being mayor of Chicago. But at that time... He was chief of staff for President Obama at the beginning of President Obama's first term. Evidently, a call came from him down, and now he was providing same-said services, different locale, but still nearby, a kind of close demographic for the city of East St. Louis. Well, I had the pleasure of meeting up with this man. Why? I did not know where my equipment was. I needed information. I had drawn a picture, but now I needed the full measure of the man. So I met him at a diner. We sat down across from one another. We gauged one another. We figured out whose you know what was bigger. And I sat and I watched and I listened and I listened very intently. I listened intently to what he told me, and I listened intently to what he didn't tell me. And he left me with some indelible fingerprints that once overlaid with what I was hearing, gave me a new target. Well, 
by that same time that we had dinner, the next day, I had quite a bit of his equipment repossessed from a landfill in East St. Louis. So I guess I performed in my job. Yeah, that's all cool. And that's not even the moral of my story. The moral of my story is, is that guy got pretty mad and then started calling me incessantly, went up to that point. He was ghost for everyone. What I can't remember is if my client was actually General Electric at that time and or they had sold their portfolio or a portion of their portfolio to BMO Harris or Bank of Montreal. So I can't remember which it was at that time. Doesn't matter. Other than their counsel in that part of the country, their general counsel was based out of Chicago. That's important because after this guy subsequently ripped my ass several times, threatened me with everything under the sun pretty much my life, um, he told me I should expect a call from Rom Emanuel. I'm like, damn, Rom Emanuel? That's the president's chief of staff, I told him. And I'm like, you know, I'm a Christian, and um, I do believe that God has covenant with uh, with uh, the Jewish race. So, I mean, I, I would consider that a tremendous honor to speak to Rahm Emanuel. By all means, you know my mobile now, right? You've sat in front of me. Have him call me. My goodness. And he basically said he was going to own me, sue the pants off me. Um, everything known to man, including my client. And so what I really believe would have happened is had I not picked up the equipment and it came down to like payment arrangement type of thing, because oftentimes debtors, lessees can make pay arrangements and or catch the account or lease back up. Had I not already gotten those birds in hand, I think they would have acquiesced. They were that spineless at that time. And if a phone call had come from Rahm Emanuel, um, I have no, I have not one inkling to the contrary that they wouldn't have cowed down to these people. But guess what? I'd already ripped dude a new ass. I'd already delivered the equipment. So what were they going to do now? So I told him I would sit and wait for Rahm Emanuel's call. I've never visited with a presidential chief of staff before. That is really, really cool. And I also wondered, though, we had a man given a multi-million dollar contract now for two close-by and respective municipalities whereby he was not adequate for the job by someone in power. And now I was being told that someone in an extremely elevated position of power would be calling me. My goodness, could we consider that an abuse of power? Should I have been scared? So I basically told him, fuck off. Call their counsel. You've got the juice. Squeeze it and see what happens. I'm already done. I'm on a bird tomorrow. Bye. All right. Do people, when they get in a position of power, is that when you can tell what their true character is, how they treat other people, how they go about flaunting it, what their new expectations are, hmm, what you have to do to accommodate them. Screw you. Am I mad because maybe I never grew up with power? 
no dad, no mom, mom takes off. I had to kind of make my way. Hmm, that could be the case. Well, then I say no problem. You know, you hear the old adage, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and I believe that is the case. No man can be left unfettered and or unchecked. He'll run rampant like a rabid dog. And so you must always hold yourself accountable. The difference, though, is that the people we're talking about here really don't care to be accountable oftentimes to themselves, and certainly to us, the American people. And since I mentioned that one sacred cow, moo, I mentioned one at the end of my last episode, right? It was a little bit about Islam. We entitled it Cold Turkey. Ain't nothing like cold turkey. Ain't nothing like quitting. And there ain't nothing like making you a cold turkey sandwich straight out of the fridge. Put a little cheese and lettuce on there, but at the end of cold turkey, we mentioned Papa Bush, right? That would be Prescott Bush, and we talked about the Nazi war machine. My goodness. Well, we're going to develop all these concepts this week on the Comfortable and Chaos podcast Now listen intently to what I said in this episode that you're hearing now. I am going to break out of these things. One being that President Biden, baby Joe, is Barack Obama's baby. And I'm just going to go ahead and I will develop next episode probably more information regarding Union Banking Corporation, which was a subsidiary of... Brown Brothers Harriman, and Papa Bush was its sole director, and it existed solely for the purpose of laundering Nazi monies during their remilitarization between World War I and World War II, and until they were censored after, after Pearl Harbor, and in 1942, and Papa Bush never resigned during that time. But that was the apparatus by which the Nazis were able to remilitarize, send money around the world. Therefore, does that make him complicit in everything that took into account during World War II and the Third Reich? Well, it sure should make us look at it a lot different. Maybe without him and all that good Nazi money, maybe we wouldn't have then had Herbert Walker, and maybe we wouldn't have had old George. And don't be calling me these damn people are Texans. They're more Eastern Seaboard, aristocratic, um, Rhode Island, Connecticut, all that crap up there. I mean, give me a break. But... All I can tell you is, is ask another question. Is that an abuse of power? I mean, gee whiz, when I was threatened with Rahm Emanuel's call, I felt bullied. I was intimidated. I was scared. Huh. How many people have all these guys that I've just mentioned intimidated and or threatened to get to where they are? 
My goodness. We have Papa Bush, Middle Bush, and Baby Bush. Looks like we've all been hiding behind the bushes as well. So until next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfort